Welcome to the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon. He walked out what we need to walk out in our relationships with one another. We need to learn how to, to walk in a sacrificial giving into someone else's life. With Pastor Jay Petty. You, you have the right to choose where you walk at. You have the right to choose the pathway you're going to take. You have a right to turn to God because God's given you that right. You have a right to hear what God has to say about it. You have that right. Join us here each week for the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. You cannot lose if you're holding on to the truth of God's Word, what God has declared in His Word. You cannot lose if you maintain the ability to trust Him. Now let's join Pastor Jay Petty for this week's Sunday Sermon. I'm starting in Ephesians, the 6th chapter, the 10th verse. I want to read from there because this is the preface of where we have to stand. One, we've got to learn how to stand with God. That's the first thing. You know what I'm saying? Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. That speaks to the dunamis power, that speaks to the might of God. And he's saying, and what he's saying, brethren, be strong. Be strong in him. Don't, don't try to draw your strength from you or from the things around you. Draw your strength from him. Because that's where he wants you to stand. He wants you to stand in him. And the power that he gives you through the power of his spirit that dwells in your life. Put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. What are those wiles? That's all that deception and lies and deceit, the smoke screens, all the garbage, the chaos, all the confusion, all the stuff that, that comes in and out of our life. That's what the enemy does. He seeks to get us to believe something that's not true. Always. Gives us a suspicious mind. Anybody have a suspicious mind? He gives us, a, you know, to infill us with a sense of Jealousy and all the other things that he always is working towards us in. When you think about it, when you think about just last week, what has your last week been about? And where have you been in your spiritual journey with God in this last week? Do you feel like you have been victorious? Do you feel like you've overcome? Or do you feel like you've kind of been defeated a little bit? See, God doesn't raise up losers. He raises up winners. He raises up victorious people. But that doesn't mean that we don't face the odds in the world. Our fight is not against humankind. And many times when we're in a struggle, that's where our fight becomes. It becomes with humankind. And, 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 and we war against each other. And so the enemy wins. He always wins. When, when I'm upset with you or you're upset with me or when I'm talking about you or you're talking about me, whatever it may be, 
He wins. Because that's where he wants us to be. In this battle against each other. So that he can begin to, he creates the lie in the midst of that, right? And we begin to believe that lie about one another. And we begin to believe all kinds of stuff about one another. I'll, I'll go back to the fruit of the Spirit. Our job is to love each other. That's to be kind and generous towards one another. And that is to be giving to one another. And that is to, when you talk about loving someone, that's to not look at all the things that the world is looking at, but to look through the eyes of God at that human being. God loves everyone. And God wants to redeem everyone, no matter what their walk is in life. We get upset, we get angry, we want to blame people, we want to cast our aspersions on people, you know, we want vengeance, we want all the stuff that we shouldn't want. <coughs> we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. In other words, my battle is not with you. And my battle is not with you. And my battle is not with you. No matter what's happening, no matter what the chaos may be, your battle is not with that person. It's with the person who's influencing this world. They're called powers and principalities, spiritual forces and high places. That's the battle. That really is the battle. But it's funny, he always wants us to focus on the temporal things instead of the things that really matter. And you know what they do to us? They separate us. They break relationships. They're so destructive in our relationship with one another. See, and, and so when you begin to look at that, it, it, in this, this, this world, you know, there's only two forces, the forces of evil and the forces of God. And we're, we're, we're caught in the middle of this. We can't see it. What, who, who was it that came to Eve and said, hey, sister, God's a liar. Right? You're a liar. He's a liar. You know, this, this thing going to do that. God just doesn't want you to know. And what did it do? It brought sin into the world. I got this sinus thing going on. Ah, it's a long story, but... <clears throat> <clears throat> So, you see it in the world around you all the time. Right now, you see it in politics. You see it. You see one group against the other, blaming and pointing fingers and saying this and saying that and creating all kinds of confusion. And, what, and it, all it does is separate. All it does is divide. That's what happens. It divides us. It doesn't unite us. It doesn't build us. It doesn't strengthen us. It doesn't make us the, the, the people that God desires us to be. 
What we should be doing is praying. We should be praying for that person, but we should be asking God to get involved in this battle because he's the only one who can win it. Second Corinthians 4, 3 says, but, but if the gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this world has blinded, who do not believe, least the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine on them. So you got this thing. See, the, you, you already begin to see it. The enemy doesn't want anyone to be redeemed. He doesn't want anyone to be saved. And if you are saved, he just wants to create chaos. Anybody have a battle with their spouse this morning on the way to church? Doesn't it seem like, you know, he, he always wants to get in between you're coming to church, you get up, oh man, I'm going to church, I'm going to worship God, I'm going to, you know, and all of a sudden, a battle starts. And the battle, when you get into church, what happens? Mm. Mm. Blindedness means you can't see, and the world is blind to the truth that is in Jesus Christ. They're blinded to the truth of why he came. They're blinded so they cannot be saved, so they cannot be redeemed. That's what it's all about. We were all blinded at one point, right? Anybody here wasn't blinded at once? Yeah, I was. Party down, right? That's, that's the way we feel about it, you know. I want to go do my own thing, right? And if it wasn't for the fact that somebody had been praying for you, for me, I would have never had come to the, to the faith and believing what Jesus had done for me. Someone was fighting a spiritual battle for your soul. And it looked like to them that you were never going to come. That's what it looked like. But the battle is not ours. That's the whole point. The battle is not ours to fight. It's his. We've got to learn how to stand in the truth of his word. The truth of what he declares. If you're going to stand any place, you've got to stand with him. You've got to stand in that power with him. Because if you don't, you're going to believe something you shouldn't believe. You're going to get mowed over, right? Do you know there are people who don't even talk to one another and, and people in their family? They're mad at each other. It happens at every level of our life. From friendships that have been broken, from relationships between family members, 
and it's designed that way to destroy your walk with God. That's how it's designed. See, we were all dead in our trespasses and sins. Nobody was born in this world that wasn't in their trespasses and sins. Sorry, it's just the way it is. We're born into sin because of Adam and Eve. I'm not blaming them, I'm just saying that's what it is. We're spiritually appraised. We can't, we can't see what God's doing. We can't hear what God's doing. We all formerly lived there. We all formerly walked there. We all, we all were led around by the, the spirit of, of the principalities of the air. We were led around. And what did it lead us to? It led us to places we didn't want to go. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> right? Some people led to drugs. Some people led to alcoholism. Some it led over here. Some led over there. So, led some into committing adultery with, with their, someone else and, and instead of with their spouse. It, it leads you, and the whole thing is it leads you away. Brings divorce. It brings uh, disillusion of family. Look at the children today. Look at the children whose parents are bound up in some kind of addictive behavior. And let me ask you a question. Where are those kids? What's happening with those kids' life? What kind of life are they living? Don't tell me it's not a lie. It's all a lie. It's a lie that's believed. See, we used to walk that way. But it says, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who is at work in the sons of disobedience. Who was it that told you, come on, man, let's go do it. It's cool to go do it, right? Anybody ever been led astray in here? We're human, right? <laughs> we get led astray, right? But, 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 but the point is, is that what he's saying in this piece of scripture, that we all live there. And when we're living there, we're not living in the abundance of what God has for us. We're not living in the peace that God wants for us. We're not walking in that joy that God wants us to live in. We say, well, this is fun. Really, was it? I mean, I used to live there, so I understand it. We just thought it was fun. Wasn't so fun, was it? See, what it's intended to do is to, is to fulfill the desires of the mind. That's what he does. And, and, and it's funny is that if you, if you know how the enemy works, he wants strongholds in your life. And those strongholds always come from being wounded by someone else. And that woundedness in us causes us 
to live contrary to what we were designed to live for. Two people get divorced. Where, where do they turn? Man, just go straight to the bar. <laughs> right? Isn't that where they go? Straight to the bar. Yeah. I need to find somebody else. I need, you know, I need, you see? And it's such a, it's such a lie. It doesn't do anything for you. No matter what, we all want to live there. No matter what. And if you say, not me, do you ever steal something? Huh? Really? You did? I want that. And you're going to find a way to get that, right? That's not standing where I'm talking about standing. I'm saying that's what leads us away from the fullness of everything that God has for us. And when we're standing in opposition to that, and to that truth, to that stand in Him, that's the only way we are able to find victory in our life. Daniel put it this way in 10, 12, he said, and he said to them, do not fear. This is the angel, Daniel. For from the first day you set your heart to understand. First thing. I want you to take that point. When you seek to understand and you seek God for understanding is the beginning of what God is going to do. How many times in our lives have we just got upset and walked away? Got upset and said something, or did something we know we shouldn't have done? Were we really seeking understanding or were we seeking to get our way? Let me put it up front. The devil don't care about you. The devil don't care about anybody. He's only on, his mission is to destroy everything that God's trying to build. Period. So in the midst of this thing, we're in the midst of this great spiritual war that's going on around us, and it's affecting us on a day-to-day -day basis. It affects our health, it affects our thinking, it affects our families, it affects our country, it affects everything. Because everything is intended to destroy Everything that God is trying to do. <clears throat> how many of you know that uh, when they say Jesus is coming back, how, do you, how many of you really know what that means? What it really means is this, is that man has set himself on a course to destroy himself and everything that exists in the earth. When Jesus comes back, he comes back to stop it. Because if he didn't come back, everything would be annihilated. We are the ones who force the second coming. We are. <coughs> this is not what God wanted. <coughs> See, 
God gave you a will. And how you walk that your will out, whether it's in agreement with him or against him. <coughs> Look around you. Look at the world. You got people who are trying to buy a direction in the world. They're trying. And sooner or later they'll win. But see, Daniel said, okay, wait a minute. I need, I need to understand what God's doing here. I, under, I need to understand what this dream is really all about. I need to understand why things are going the way they're going in my life. I need to understand. I need God to give me understanding. I need, I need wisdom in this situation. I need spiritual wisdom. I need God to show me really what's going on. That's a place of humbleness. When you turn and you start looking at God. When Jesus was, uh, we have this parable of him, and uh, he says, if one slaps you on one side of the face, give him the other side. Why? Why would he say that? Because your battle's not against him. If he takes your coat, give him your cloak. He asks you to go one mile, go two. Why, why would he say that? The reason he's saying that is because the enemy is trying to get us to react to what he's doing. When Jesus was a lamb led to slaughter. He did not stop, which he could have. He could have said he could have called the legions of angels anytime and said, I'm done with you people. But he didn't. He walked out what we need to walk out in our relationships with one another. We need to learn how to, to walk in a sacrificial giving into someone else's life, even though they may be the most corrupt person in the world. They need to see the love of God in you. And they need to see the forgiveness of God in you. So you turn to him. When you know what's going on, turn to him. When it's all falling apart, turn to him. Make your stand in his strength and in his power. Stand firm in Christ. Be unmoved from that position. And let me tell you something. The enemy's going to test every part of your flesh, every part of your emotion, every part of you as a human being, everything that you've ever taught. If he can get you to react, and that's what he's trying to do, he's trying to get you to react to the situation. That's spiritual warfare. It's the place where we stand. It's what we stand for. It's turning to him and saying, God, what do you want here? God, what do I need to do here? Lord, where, what, is, what, is it, what is the wisdom in this situation? When you turn to God and you trust him, even though you can't see, even though you can't see, it's not for to see, it's for you to know that he's warring 
And as long as you're standing, he can defeat those things that are in front of you. Um, I don't even know where I'm at. Okay. And uh, it, to, it set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God. Your words were heard. You think God doesn't hear you? He does. God hears you. He hears everything. And He hears your heart. And He sees your heart. No matter what. One of the biggest, pro one of the biggest things I see in counseling when I'm dealing with people is that they come in and they're hung up on what happened, what that person did. And as you're talking to them, they keep going around the same circle, saying the same thing over just a different way. They're angry, they're upset, they want some kind of absolution in the whole situation. I had a guy call me from Texas, and he's just on and on, and I said, wait a minute, stop. Let it go. Let it go. Let go what happened. Let it go. Give it to God. Let it go. Forgive that person. Move on. Let it go. And all of a sudden, he realized it. And what happened to him in a twinkling of an eye can happen to any person. Because as long as you're holding on to it, it's always going to have a hold on you. The moment you let it go, it brings in the peace of God. It brings in the refreshment of God in you. And all of a sudden, all that stuff that's going on in your soul, all that anguish dissipates. And the next thing you know, you find peace and you find joy. And you can move on. Spiritual warfare. <clears throat> man, it gets right down into the soul of mankind all the way. But it's all about one thing. It's all about trying to hold you. Daniel didn't do that. He sought to understand. He humbled himself before God. And, uh, and, uh, and he was heard by God. And God, he says, I have come with God's word. That's what you want, see? No matter what your situation is, you want to hear what God has to say about it. What you want is what he, his plan is in the midst of what you're walking through. As long as you're holding on to all that nonsense, it just holds you where you're at. And everything that you talk about, everything that comes out of your mouth is about that. You're pointing your finger, you're saying all this stuff about that, and this and that. And you're miserable. You, you have the right to choose where you walk at. You have the right to choose the pathway you're going to take. 
You have a right to turn to God because God's given you that right. You have a right to hear what God has to say about it. You have that right. In Daniel's case, the answer was hindered for 21 days. Daniel didn't get upset with God and say, God, where are you? <coughs> he stayed there. He waited. He waited upon God. And that's what he told him. He says, look, I was prevented from coming. God sent Michael so that, because he's stronger than me, <laughs> And the prince of Persia, which is a demonic spiritual force in the heavenlies, <coughs> was preventing the word of God to come to Daniel. Now we have something a little different here. We've got God's Holy Spirit. And God's able to give you that word at any time, at any place. That's what you want to hear. You want to hear what the Spirit of God has to say. You know, it might be the fact that he may lead you to a piece of Scripture in the Bible that you, you hadn't even thought about. When you start saying, okay, God, I, I don't know what to do here. I, I need understanding with what's happening. Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. And all of a sudden, this Scripture verse pops in your head. That's why you should read your Bible. And that scripture verse comes up and it's the solution to what you're walking in. It's the word of God inspiring you at that, that moment. It gives you strength. It gives you courage. It helps you to, to, to battle on. But if you're going to try to fight it on your own, you're going to get waxed, I'm telling you. That's what's going to happen. There is no temptation which is overtaking you except that which is common to mankind. Whatever you're going through, somebody else is going through. And whatever you're going through, someone else is gonna go through, has already been through it. Everything that happens is common to all of us. That testing, that tempting, that whatever you're going through, whatever it is, it's, it's intended to come after you. You have to understand that. It's intended to come for you. Why? To hold you. To make you fall. To make you feel like you're a failure. That's the intent. As long as you're standing with Christ and you're standing in the power of God, that can't get to you. You can't lose your joy. You can't lose your peace. You cannot lose the war. You're going to find the victory. But still yet, there's a spiritual war going on around that you can't see. <clears throat> if you ever want to read a book, read Piercing the Darkness. I can't remember the guy's name. But it explains the whole concept of spiritual war. There's a little town and the demons began to manifest and people started getting deeper into drugs and all kinds of things all the way around that town. One little pastor and one little ch church began to pray and seek God. And, he, and even though it was 
continuing to grow and manifested in greater degree, he still continued to pray. He still began, he still began to war in the heavenlies <coughs> for his community, for his church, for the people who were being bombarded with all this stuff. Finally, God sends angels, Michael and a few others, began to war against the demonic powers. You can't lose if you're not looking with these eyes. You cannot lose if you're holding on to the truth of God's word, what God has declared in his word. You cannot lose if you maintain the ability to trust him because sooner or later, here's the beautiful part about it, when God shows up, everything begins to change. Everything begins to change. People begin to get saved. Lives begin to be changed. Everything begins to change. Simply because God shows up, his angels show up, that spiritual war is warring terribly. <laughs> See, demons don't die. They're just kicked out. What does God want to do in your family? What does God want to do in this community? What does God want to do in this church? What does God want to do in this country? We're fighting the war the wrong way. We're looking at the wrong enemy. And we're losing. God will never allow you to be tempted beyond anything that you can handle. What does that mean? Does it mean that uh, it's just going to go away? Not necessarily. But God will provide a way of escape so you can endure it. Got to learn how to flex your spiritual muscles. You know what that means? You got to go to the gym and work out. Not the gym downtown, but the gym that God has set up for you to work out in. You got to go in there and learn how to box, learn how to fight, learn how to stand. You do that by praying in a spiritual direction. I'm not going to pray against this, brother. I'm not going to pray against that sister. I'm not going to pray that God would change them. That's not up to me. I'm going to pray about the spiritual forces that are creating the problem in our situation. And I'm going to seek, number one, for understanding and reconciliation and I'm going to seek that God would show me how to deal with it. I'm going to ask God to show me how to stand in it and at the same time continuing to love them the way God wants me to love them. My point is this if it, 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 if you're going to fight a battle, you've got to stand on the right side. 
but the right side is in the truth of who God is. Shall I go on that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and faithfulness, and self-control? That's where I'm supposed to be standing. No matter what the battle is. I'm not supposed to lose my joy. And I'm not supposed to lose my peace. And I'm not supposed to lose my patience. And I'm not supposed to uh, lose my kindness and my gentleness. And I'm not supposed to lose my control. I'm not supposed to do that. Because I'm walking and living with God. I got news for you. You're not perfect. I got news for you. God's not finished with you. I got news for you. God's working on you. God's got things in you he wants to remove from you. But you have to stand in the right place so that he can do it. You have to trust him. You have to trust him no matter what. No matter what's coming your way. You've got to trust him. That's the only way you win the battle. We're all more than conquerors. Do you ever hear that piece of scripture? We're more than conquerors in him. Not in me. Jesus overcame this world. It's his overcoming that gives me the ability to overcome. So, that's where I'm going to end it up today. But I want to share with you. I ended up, but I want to share with you. You see how I am? Well, just one more thing. I just want you to look at something for a moment. How many of you are fighting a spiritual battle right now? Raise your hand. Come on, get it up there if, you're, if, you, if you are. Right? You know what I dreamed about last night? Stupid snakes. And they were my friends. Now you tell me the enemy wasn't trying to stop me from preaching this morning because he wanted me to make friendship with the enemy. Look, if you don't know where to stand, find somebody who does. Don't try to fight this battle on your own. Find someone to pray with you. Find someone who to... Get rid of that stupid pride. God doesn't want you to walk in pride. He wants you to walk in humility. He wants you to get rid of that garbage. Well, I can handle this myself. No, you can't. You can handle it. But you definitely need someone to pray with you, someone to mentor you, someone to teach you, someone to show you how to do it. And if you're sitting in that place all alone, and that battle's raging over you, and you're all alone, the enemy has you exactly where he wants you to be. He does. Because 
unless we unite together and fight together and pray together and stand together. That's what's happening. You know, valor is a very powerful word. Valor doesn't lack fear. It takes courage. Any battle that you're going to be in, you've got to have courage. Even though the even though there's uh, you you might be afraid of what's going to happen. You can't let the fear master you. You have to take courage and move forward. And I'm saying to you this morning, find somebody. Find somebody to talk to. Find somebody to pray with. Find somebody to help you to find your way. Find somebody that will show you how to find victory. Some of us have been stuck for so long where we're at. And we have no joy in our lives. What's that tell you? No man is an island. No man or woman is an island. Do not let hurt. Do not let what people say or do. Do not let your pride get in the way of what God has for you. And it's much better than where you are. Thank you for joining us today here at the Living Waters Church in Globe, Arizona. We hope you enjoyed the message by Pastor Jay Petty. May you have a great week and may everything you do be blessed by God.